everybody. It's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 308. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. I am Mako-chan. I smell like bacon. I mean, I'm Ichigo Gami. And I'm Wild Spice. Uh, you need to pass some of that bacon over here, young lady. Yeah. Fresh toast for dinner! Mmm, bacon. Bacon makes, so the bacon makes the world go round. Yes, it does. Like those maple bacon donuts we got this weekend, am I right? Yeah. Yeah, those are good. Yes. 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 <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh, man. We are live tonight, week of May 2nd, 2017, here on the VOD Network. We are here live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern with Encore Presentations Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. <clears throat> Excuse me. Chat clients such as Merck, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesearch.net. Chat room is VOG, V-O-G. Or you can head on over to animejamsession.com slash network where, <clears throat> excuse me, there is information about the VOG network and the IRC link. If you have a chat client and you click on it, your default chat client will bring you directly into the chat room where we're all hanging out and having a damn good old time. <coughs> Mm. Something went down the pipe the wrong way. Let's see. Not a word out of you, Michael Chan. <laughs> gonna punch you. <laughs> so gonna punch you. <laughs> Words, grammar, English. Do you speak it? Uh, nope. Well, <laughs> she, well, she, well, she did get her education in Jersey. That kind of explains it right there. Hey. <clears throat> okay, and? That was like a space dad cough, man. You better watch out. <laughs> Look. They know where I live. If they have a problem, they know how to come find me. If they want to spend <laughs> that, if they want to spend that money to come kick my ass, hey. Let them. <laughs> I, don't have, I don't have to spend the money now. I know will you I know where you will be in 3 weeks. Ooh. That like that really scares me. Twenty mm-hmm. some odd dollars to refill my car. Seventeen dollars to get over the first bridge. Like fifteen for the second bridge. Oh God. Loathing's in the air. <laughs> Everywhere we look around. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh, 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 oh wow. Um, and also, check-ins are live on the VOG Network, so head on over to VOGNetwork.com and get your points. And if you're listening on the podcast feed, whether it's Google Play, iTunes, or however you download the episode, there will be a passphrase somewhere in this episode. When you hear the episode, head on over to VOGNetwork.com, punch the phrase in, and get some points. Easy. Simple as that. Oh, man. Now we're going to go around the room and do our how was your week, how was your day. Let me adjust the volume here. Kicking it off is Ari. Well, there was Zenkai Con, obviously. Yep. And, well, on Sunday I came home, you know, 
unpacked everything. So got to take my cos my Ash cosplay to the cleaners eventually, and I went over to my friend's house for payback. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't stay for the whole thing because my friend, my friends have hence cats, <laughs> and well, as much as I tell him, you know, don't crawl on me. One will end up jumping on me, rubbing his face against my what is now stubble, and even one time when I leaned back on the couch, he jumped up and tried to claw my hair. Ooh. And it became hard to breathe like two-thirds of the way through, so I just decided I have to leave, and I have to get up for work tomorrow anyway. I didn't know you were allergic to cats. <laughs> well, some kind of out. Mm. Yeah, it was pretty nasty. I, I have an inhaler for it, but I didn't think to bring it with me. Gotcha. And I just figured, you know, it's just going to be another cookie cutter pay-per-view Cena wins lol but that's what I originally thought so I gotta double check the spoilers on it and gotcha. I also get I also get paid today and well all the, like most of the paycheck already went to paying the rent from last month mm. I know that feel so yeah that's how things have been going for me hmm. all right Ichigo, how was your week? How was your day? It was pretty good. Um, if the change is in audio, it's my microphone. Because I ran upstairs. Fake in. Mm. Um, it was ZenkaiCon. Uh, for those of you that didn't know, we were at ZenkaiCon this weekend. That's where we were. That's where I was. Um, overall, I'd consider it pretty good. Uh, basically... Debuted to new costumes, judged a masquerade for the first time, and in general had a lot of fun. Mm. Um, I would think that one of my favorite things was probably the Amish market because I got up every day and I got a nice fresh cup of coffee and donuts. I think I've probably eaten more donuts in the last week than I think I've done in like years previous, so that's a thing. Mm. Uh, otherwise, it was pretty awesome. It was super fun, and I made a lot of new friends and hung out with old friends. And that is always a bonus. It's always good to see you guys. That's pretty freaking cool. But yeah, that was my weekend day. Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Um, getting ready for convention, not sleeping, coming home, not sleeping... And work. So, in other words, what is sleep? Yeah. Okay. Well, my weekend day was pretty interesting. Besides getting prepped and ready for our Zenkai Con, which we'll talk about in a special expanded episode tonight. Also, oh, excuse me. Earlier today, I went out and did my usual... Tuesday night run, which, if you don't know by now, I go to Buffalo Wild Wings, and I get an order of wings, and I sit down and watch NCIS. And whenever they have new sauces, I like to try them out. If it's hot, I avoid it like the plague. But I didn't do my proper research. I go online to place my order, and they have these two new sauces. For some reason, I can no longer select two different sauces. So I call it in. 
And then I come to find out that they're now charging people money for blue cheese or and carrots and all of that stuff. And I'm just like, oh, Lord. So now I'm going to have to start buying um, regular blue cheese and just buy it in bulk keep it in the fridge. Even though the blue cheese at Buffalo Wild Wings tastes a lot better, but whatever. So I get home. I sit down and I eat. Going to the second batch of wings. Did not realize how hot it was. And it was a very good thing I bought a half gallon of milk because I ended up knocking down at least half of that while trying to knock those wings out. <sighs> That's pretty much my weekend day and decompressing pretty much. Wild Spice, how was your week? How was your day? I'm laughing because I totally called the theme music. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> totally called that. Anyway, um, my weekend day is okay. Again, ZenkaiCon. That thing happened. It was amazing. I did some shoots over the weekend. They were really great. I had fun with everyone I did shoots with. When I came home Sunday, unpacked, did mount laundry, then passed out. <laughs> because my new work schedule requires me to be in at 4 in the morning, so... Mm. I'm roughing it right now to be here, but I'm doing okay. But other than that, really great time this weekend. And trying to get back on the sleep schedule post-con has been a little rough, but hanging in there. That's good. I think that was like the shortest How Was Your Week, How Was Your Day we've done with like five people on the show. I think we're all mm -hmm. wiped out from post-con. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Except for me. Well, you know me. Five hours of sleep. I'm good. I'm good to go. If I'm drinking, six. Oh, boy. Mm. Yeah, I need, like, six. <laughs> true, true. So, like I said, this is our special extended uh, Zenkai Khan podcast, so... We're going to get into that shortly, but in the meantime, we're going to go ahead, take our first break so that everybody can do their, they can run to the restroom, they can also refill their drinks and all of that and have a good time. Oh, one more thing I forgot to mention. I even shared on my personal Facebook, there was an ad for, you know, you've heard of Google Cardboard, right? Yeah. Uh, there's somebody selling a kit to make it with a coupon that only cost a dollar. So I ordered one and I have it sitting here. I just have to assemble it. So that's going to be pretty fun. Because honestly, I wasn't going to pay retail price for, you know, for a cardboard kit like that. But for a dollar, I'll do it. All right. So we're going to go ahead, take our first break. And let me adjust. There we go. And uh, yeah, we will be back.
right. Nothing like throwing it back to the bit of the classics. And let me make sure that the page is set up the way it's supposed to be. And we should be good. Because I get kind of annoyed when people saying there's dead air playing on the podcast. You got to understand, when we're playing music or whatever, Winamp will read off the titles. When I need breaks in between tracks, I have a little 30-second clip called dead air. Maybe I should just eliminate and just leave it a blank. But then I have to go, what I have to do is go into the server settings and re-push the title update so everyone knows what episode of the podcast we're on. So, I don't know why, but when others do this, they don't have to go through this. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just being meticulous. I have no clue. Alright, but anywho, we're going to talk about, I don't know about you, but one of my favorite conventions, uh, Zenkai Con 2017. A convention I've been going to for at least eight years. I started out selling hentai games and shirts as a dealer. Eventually ended up running karaoke and staffing for about maybe three years, maybe four. And then flipping over to pushing and doing more press and podcast related stuff for this convention. So... And like I said, this is one of those conventions where it's worth coming down for day zero. Granted, a lot of cons are doing, like, pre-reg pickup on Thursdays, and not everybody wants to come down for it. But the plus side of a day zero allows you to meet up with some people for food, good times, and hangouts. Because once the con kicks off, there's a good possibility you will not see them again unless you know they're going to be in the masquerade or when they're checking out on Sunday, so. All right, let, let's kick it all off. So, day zero. All right, so pretty much me and Marco, we traveled down from Jersey to the con, and we picked up some, didn't we do a little bit of side shopping along the way? Uh, yeah, for the most part. Mm-hmm. We stopped at a couple of places, got some snacks and water and crap like that. Yeah, and... I will. I'll say it once. And I'll say it again. Much as you can hate on Walmart, if you're going shopping for food for a con, twenty dollars can feed in, feed a room of six people easily. Especially if there is a fridge, and you know, and a coffee machine. So let's see. So anywho, you know, we had a coffee briefcase in the room. <laughs> well, I don't think that's the first time I've seen that though. But I did well, like, that's the first time I saw it. Well, I did like the fact that they moved it a lot closer to the, to the other side of the room, and we had like the normal cubicle for coffee to, to store to put stuff. That's where we should have put the booze. But oh well. Mm. So we get there, unpack, unwind for a bit, and we get we wait for a couple of a couple of others to show up. Um, so it was me, Mako, Ari, and Ichigo, pretty much chilling. Relaxing. Did, did we even go out at all Thursday doing that, or we just stay in the room all night? Uh, I think we, stayed we got dinner. Yeah, there. We, I thought, you guys, yeah. you guys went out early enough because I didn't get there until like nine. Mm-hmm. And uh, sorry if you hear noises in the background. Um, but it, it was basically I got there kind of late. Um, because of traffic. I live near the DC area, and if any of you know, it is rated in the top three for worst traffic. Ever. Mm. It's like bored and everything. Um, so I was basically two hours late due to being caught in rush hour because I did not leave 
at the time I thought I was going to. And that happens when you're going to conventions and you're prepping, especially if you're making errands or you're stopping anywhere, you're going to be delayed. Um, thankfully, I did get there uh, pretty soon after I thought I was going to. I probably got there about 8.30, I think, and then got settled in at about 9 o'clock. Mm -hmm. But everything in Lancaster kind of closes at, at like 9 or 10, which is unfortunate because thankfully I always bring food, but um, I really wanted some Tom and Chi. Grr. Well, next time. Well, Definitely. I, yeah, because there's one not too far from Mako-chan, so I guess you have to come... I guess it gives you another excuse to come up and hang out. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, Tom and she was good, again. Definitely. We're not spokespeople for for Tom and Chi, but goddamn, the food is good. And it's filling as fuck. I mean, I know people have their issues about artisanal food, but goddamn, this is, this is some good shit. Just saying. But at least on the plus side, across the street from Tom and Chi was the liquor store and a supermarket, but we brought enough booze in here, we didn't have to take a trip to the liquor store. By the way, did anyone take the tequila back with them? Me. Okay. What about the two cans of Mountain Dew left in the fridge? Nope. Shit. Oh, well. I guess we'll have to get another can pack, 12, another tw case of Mountain Dew for um, Anime Next, I suppose? I don't know. I didn't drink any of it, so... I'm hoping by that time we can have some of that Mountain Dew SA to mix, because I'm hearing nothing but good things about that. And as Regenerator says in our chat room at live.vognetwork.com, was it really Daisier or was it Deo, Deo, Daylight, come and we want to go home? Well, given the Where, fact that. Where's my reaction images of someone getting pulled off a stage with a vaudeville hook? Um, on Google. <sighs> He, he apologizes for going there, but we were up in we were in Lancaster County, Amish Paradise. So that probably wasn't too far from the truth. So pretty much day zero was chilling, relaxing. Unfortunately, the t the TVs were on lockdown, so we couldn't stream anything from our laptops to it. I figured out how to unlock the TVs, but that requires me to have a LG remote. And between you and me. I am not going to shell out money for an LG remote. Even if you took it back to the store when the convention was over? Here's the thing. You can buy universal remotes easily, readily. Buying proprietary remotes, you can't do that. You can only find it through the distributor, Amazon, or eBay. It's, and what's interesting is that for a while, before they switched over to flat screen TVs and how people wanted to hook up their own devices and stuff, you know how the hotels have like those special remotes. There are certain remotes you can buy that overrides everything. And people, I know Congos who have bought those off of eBay just to have them. But I have a universe. I have a universal remote or two laying around. Should I bring it for the next con? Um, probably not, because I don't think we had a problem with the TVs for Anime Next, but bring it just in case. Because what's interesting, when I was at Anime Matsuri, I ended up having, I hooked up my Amazon Fire Stick to the same model TV, but the outputs were not disabled. I mean, they were enabled, so we were, I was good to go for that, but, you know. So, let's kick it off on Friday. Um, we'll go around the room of what we did. Um... Ari, what, how did your Friday go? Uh, let's see, let me bring it up here. 
you know, went through a whole lot of different uh, panels. Is as is per as per is my thing for mm -hmm. reviews and whatnot. Um, <clears throat> it's I you know it took a while to find it on Sketch S C H E D dot com. Mm -hmm. Mostly because trying to access their websites on a mobile on mobile is a little uh, iffy. Now let me say something real quick. Now I understand a lot more conventions are using Sketch because it's either dirt cheap or it's free. Anime Matsuri uses it, and what was cool was they actually there was a Sketch app for Anime Matsuri you could download. I am hoping that ZenkaiCon and other conventions that use Sketch can get that wraparound app to use. Because be, honestly, that was I would have loved that because you can export your personal schedule to calendar software. And I didn't properly update when I needed to make adjustments, so you know. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't. I didn't know Sketch had a, like a an actual app, like yeah. a guidebook that you can download See, off of a. Yeah, yeah I huh? didn't. I didn't know that either till I hit till I, till Anime Monster said that they had one, and I said and I downloaded it and it said it's powered by Sketch. So I'm hoping next year Zenkai has that. You know. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Um, first of all, first of all, I was a bear hugger from Punch Out again, mm -hmm. and that got a lot of you know positive remarks. One of the panels I went to was, well, the second one I went to was called Confidence in Cosplay, and I was you know talking to a couple people, you know, before the panel was going off. Mm-hmm. You know, like a lot of different cosplay, like like different amounts of skin being shown. You know. And this one, this one guy, I forget, he was, uh, I think, something from Dark Souls 3. I, I have to, I'll have to look through my pictures again, which are on my person, my uh, Facebook fan page, by the way. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but, um, A, he personally loved my cosplay, and at one point the panelist said something about, there, there are just some cosplays that pretty much jump, like, pretty much, like, jump off the screen, and the guy's sitting across the aisle, is like, pointing directly at me while looking at him. I'm like, oh, that's kind of flattering. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's pretty good. But, yeah, they're talking about, you know, the usual, you know, battery of a body positivity and uh, being like, dressed up as whoever you want, no matter what, what you look like, and that sort of thing. That's good. Uh, I think we, we definitely need more of that in the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we had that, um, the Pokemon shoot to go to, right? Oh, yeah. That was at, like, what time? Like, two? Yeah, that was at two. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. The, uh, Giovanni cosplay around was, uh, was, was a treat to listen to. <laughs> yeah, and what, now, the original plan for us was, we were, me and, me and Ari, we were going as Big Ash and Brockamori, the Pokemon Tag Team Champions. Unfortunately, I was not able to get the belts because Target said they had them, but they did not. So the running joke was Giovanni got a hold of our luggage and stole the belts from us. So, But we should have them for anime next to defend the belts against Team Rocket. I had made the joke that it's, a, it's inevitably going to turn up as a ladder match where we have two pairs of belts hanging above the ring on a stupid-looking... You know, hanger thing that they put the belts on for ladder matches. Mm. 
And I'm like, not taking the big bump off the ladder. One, two, three, not it. <laughs> Kill somebody or or the ring if I fall off. <laughs> Well, the, well, the, well. There's our holy shit moment of the night. <laughs> uh, let's see what else. What else of note? You know, the usual wandering around the game room, wandering around the dealer's room, get taking a whole bunch of cosplay photos, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And there was this panel, like, like later at night, not well in the early evening about uh, why '80s cartoons are still relevant and uh it, why they resonate with people today and the uh, panel was run by this by this group called children driving robots uh that's na that's the name of their like like comedy troupe or whatever have any of you guys ever heard of them i never heard of them oh look oh they're on facebook oh here we go I'll uh, put a link to their uh, Facebook page in the chat because I didn't even know they were on Facebook. But uh, anyway, here you go. Mm -hmm. It seemed really cool because it seemed like, at least, Ari, I don't know if you noticed this, it seemed like either there were a lot of new panelists or there were a lot of panelists that were, like, locals. Because I know Uncle Yo having announced with them was a pretty local guy and a bunch of other people that run the convention or participate in the convention are either local or pretty close. Yeah, it feels like they were pretty local. Hmm. Sounds like a problem with, on your end, uh, Wild Spice. Here we go. Uh, for some reason, the ser the server disconnected, and we're back up and running. So you might hear like uh, something where we just jump voices or something like that. So. And also, you know, both Friday and Saturday, I got up early to go over to the farmer's market for breakfast stuff. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I kind of, I think I got ripped off at like on Friday because the, this one vendor I went to is this a Turkish guy who was like selling these kind, different kind of wraps and whatnot for like yeah. breakfast. I'm pretty sure they were pretty much just hot pockets and microwave breakfast burritos. Ooh. Yeah. How could you, how could you, how how could you tell? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's really inappropriate to laugh at that. And I'm sorry that you had that experience, but... It was only like five or six bucks, but still was not worth it. Mm. Oh, my God. Though I, did though I did find the maple bacon donuts. I got Yay! the last... Got one of the last ones that, that were there on Friday. And I found that one milk vendor who has all the different flavors of milk in, in, their, in their case. You know, chocolate, vanilla, orange, mint... The, the blueberry. Mm -hmm. That's why I had. But uh, yeah, Friday was a pretty was pretty fun all around. Okay, that's good. All right, Ichigo, how did your Friday go? Well, um, having uh, I'm I'm a light sleeper, so I tend to get up really early at conventions in the morning. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's just how it is, especially if I'm in a hotel room with multiple people. Um, I just I tend to wake up early. Um, it makes it easier to get that shower in before you go and get confunk or anything like that. Um, and also today, uh, well, not today, sorry. Mm -hmm. I don't know, my brain's still at ZenkaiCon. Um, <laughs> but on Friday, I cosplayed a character that I've never done before. 
And that was really cool. Um, for those of you who like Sailor Moon, I was Minako Aino, who is the super secret identity of Sailor Venus. Not so super secret, I promise you. Um, about as secret as the, the secret identity of Racer X. This is, yes, about as secret as that. Yep. Um, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, Adam actually joined me earlier in the morning as my Artemis, and we got some nice photos, and it was really cool because I didn't realize that there were going to be other Moonies uh, dressed in school uniform, and I bumped into an Usagi and a Chibiusa. Yeah. So that was really, really cool. I'm actually uh, friends with the Usagi. I didn't know it was her, so it was really good to see her. And, of course, whenever I bump into people and make fast friends, I always uh, shoot them a little friend request on Facebook. Um, but, yeah, so I made a lot of friends this weekend, particularly on Friday. Unfortunately for us, Ari was lucky. Ari got one of the last maple bacon donuts. Unfortunately, when it came time for other people who wanted donuts, um, the guest relations of the con, um, they're kind of a local staple. The guest relations had bought up the last two dozen or so to give to guests, which, you know, like, I can't shake a fist at Steve Blum. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a little jealous, but he's a cool guy, so I'm going to let him have that donut. Um, so it was kind of sad um, because it was one of the things I wanted to do was go and have one of the donuts the first day. But they had some really awesome indie coffee places, and I'm a coffee snob. So I was able to go and enjoy some coffee in the morning um, and get some vlogging done and stuff like that, which is something I've been meaning to do more of. Um, so it's been kind of neat to go on Friday, but it was it was kind of a quiet Friday for me. Yeah, I didn't end up going to a lot of panels or anything like that. There were a few panels I really wanted to go to, especially like the nighttime panels. But mm -hmm. for me, I ended up just spending a lot of time in the vendors hall because I knew it's really weird when you go to a con and you're kind of a fish out of water and you're not expecting to know anyone. Because on the night before, Patty used to be staff. Mako used to be staff. So I got to that experience of like, oh, this is, must be like what I'm like at a convention that I help run where everybody knows me. But it was the reverse feeling. So on Friday, I ended up bumping into a lot of staffers that I actually knew from the convention that I help run. So I ended up just kind of chilling at the table for that convention most of the weekend. And a lot of that was because, one, it was being run by two of my good friends from the staff group. And two, it was just a chill place to be. Like, the vendor's hall was really well set up, at least in my opinion. It reminded me a lot of the old days in the 90s where you could actually walk in the middle of stalls and not be, like, blocked i mean there were the few instances where people were stopping people with giant cosplays or um unfortunately there were a few cosplayers who had giant ass wingspans or props that completely blocked out areas when you were walking and while i'm not usually a nitpicky about that this vendor's hall was a little bit smaller and it would have been nice to have people ask, you know, oh, can we step over here? Can we step over there? Rather than just take up the middle of the walkway. But I also understand being a cosplayer. Sometimes you just want to snap and go. Um, but it was kind of nice because it mm -hmm. had that 90s feel to me. I know uh, Zenkai Con, I don't know. It had that comfortable 90s old school yes. con going experience mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know if it had that for anybody else. No, I actually felt that. And um, as for the dealer's room, I actually like how it is because well, when they first went in there, there was plenty of space. And if you notice, there is, there's space towards the back of the dealer's room where you can, like, do group shots and stuff like that because they're not that big. They just recently yeah. put, like, the, the autograph se section back there, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I thought it was really neat that they had the autograph section. It's a lot like Awesome Con when you come into DC. Like the guests are in the back of the dealers or mm -hmm. Artist Alley Hall. Because um, um, I, yeah, go on. I, I, no, it's okay. I I find that that's a lot better logistically, at least from the conventions that I've been to over my years. Because not only does it get people to go through the autographs and everything. But it also gets people to maybe look at a lot of the indie producers, designers, creators, and artists that they might not otherwise go look at if the autographs were in a room. And I know that there was um, a few autographs that were over in <laughs> Live 7, which was completely in another building, but most of them were in the Artist Alley dealer's room. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. But... Overall, my Friday was pretty uneventful. I was actually really surprised with how popular the, um, you know, uh, that Minako was going to be. Um, I got stopped a lot, but it was fun. I made a lot of new friends, and um, that was Friday. Yeah, and then, uh, oh gosh, I guess, was the formal on Friday? Was that yes, on Friday, yes. too? Yes, it was. Okay. So, <laughs> I don't know if I'm just a woke-ass white woman or what, <laughs> but... <laughs> I love me some formal dancing. I, I Mako, did you have fun? Amanda, did you have fun? Because I mm -hmm. had a lot of fun with you guys. Y'all are like best dance partners ever. But like at the end of the night when they've got, okay, so we do have our own little like American basic, basic people like dances, like the electric slide and the cha-cha slide mm -hmm. and the watch me whip, watch me nay nay. Let me be honest. I will dance to those. But as it got later in the evening, I think it was one of the last songs, which really threw me off. Um, Cotton Eye Joe. Okay. Um, I don't know why I felt so uncomfortable about this, but I sat down at one point because I didn't want to dance to it. And like, I turned to Mako and I was like, I don't know why. I just feel really uncomfortable. Is this song racist? <laughs> and so we looked it up and lo and behold, it, it was like, based on slavery gospel songs and like cotton eyed men like on moonshine and like all this other stuff. And I was like, no wonder I felt kind of uncomfortable. Um, needless to say, I didn't dance to that, but most of the other music was kind of nice. Um, it was almost, uh, we kept joking and calling it like, it was like an otaku prom because yeah. most of the people there, or at least the target market that I noticed was that it was mostly like kids from age, I want to say 13 and 14 to maybe like 16. And there were a few of us like hard going classical fans. That's what I'm going to say. Mm -hmm. And um, it just felt like a much younger group and they didn't have enough water. They didn't have enough clean cups. It, it was a little bit of a train wreck for me. Um, as an event planner for another convention that does the similar thing. I don't know. I, I know that they're maybe learning. Um, I'm not sure if this is a new event for them because this was my first time attending anything. No, the uh, water thing was the hotel's fault. Yeah. <laughs> it was? Okay. Yeah. So Yeah, they were continuously asking the hotel for water and glasses 
and they were just not on the ball with bringing enough up. That really sucks. And it, that's on the hotel. So Marriott, up your game, get on my level. Um, they really, I felt like they needed, and this is what I know that this sounds like a little privileged and spoiled, but like at the maid cafe that I run, we actually have a staffer that is dedicated. And even if it's just for those two or three hours that the formal is, that's dedicated to go and refill us. Mm. Like, just go get the cups. Go make it happen. Um, and I know that that might be a monetary thing. Like, it might be a cost or something extra that isn't factored into the budget and stuff like that. But if they can work out something where stuff like that doesn't happen, it'll be a much more enjoyable experience. And I know that there's going to be some gripes about dress code and not enforcing it so i'm not gonna go into that but i will let my lovely friend do that a little later um overall it was a fun event i enjoyed friday i bumped into pretty much everyone that i expected to see thankfully and it was a lot of fun overall i loved my dance crew we were rocking it so friday okay i was gonna say something else about the dealer's room but eh, it'll come back to me whatever so all right, Mako-chan, how was your Friday? Um, uh, pretty relaxed. I mean, I, I was just taking this convention as basically a vacation. I was not worrying about anything. I was not stressing. Um, went to the uh, panel that Ichigo ended up uh, being dragged into and dressed as a mermaid. On Odyssey! Yeah. Um, but it was, uh, went to Iron Cosplay, and Ichigo was part of it, and was the model for the group. So that was kind of interesting. Um, wish they would have done a little bit more for that, only because, at least for the audience, it was just a little bit boring. I guess, uh, like, I don't know, I guess more audience participation, maybe having the audience vote on what kind of uh, extras to give to the contestants and all of that. And some battle music, maybe? Yeah, I mean, just something. It was basically the audience, for the most part, couldn't see anything because the groups that were up there making stuff... Um, for the most part, for the first, I want to say, 20 minutes, we're sitting on the floor cutting and crap like that. So it, that just, you know, as I said, is kind of boring for the audience. Uh, even if there was a way to spread everybody out so maybe they could walk around and watch people instead of uh, not having enough room and basically forcing them to be seated the entire time. Um... Went to the formal, and uh, formal was formal. Mm -hmm. I see what you Uh, did there. Yeah. I mean, there's not really much that you can say about it. Um, It was the the music was done by one of the DJs for the dance that night, uh, which I think he's the one that did the music for it last year. Most of the slow music was just, you know, random video game music, which, you know, okay, but at the same time, it just, 
I don't know. The beat was just kind of weird for some of it. It didn't. There weren't there weren't a lot of smooth transitions where you kind of got the beat. So mm-hmm. there were a lot of instances where people were just kind of standing there because they didn't know how to read the music. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean that was a little awkward. Um what else? I mean, yeah, there were a bunch of people in street clothes, which was supposed to be a no-no. But, I mean, I didn't say anything because, obviously, there's got to be a staffer there that's, you know, allowing people in. So, you know, who am I going to complain to, the staffer that let these people in in the first place? But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's really it. Uh, Freddy was just really chill. Um, we went to opening ceremonies, which was, you know, opening ceremonies. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, I the, mean, that was, that was Friday. Yeah, they had like their beach island theme going, you know. But, um, that was basically your Friday, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, my Friday was me running around doing photography and cosplaying human Artemis to go with Ichigo's Minako and running into a couple of friends, which was pretty cool. Um, I think I wore garter belt briefly for a little bit and ran into a couple of um, panty and socking cosplayers, which was pretty nice. Then, as Ari said, I put on, I switched over to uh, Brock and we, you know, went out for the photo shoot. I missed a big group shoot because I think I was. In the process of changing outfits and making my way back down, I said, I'll jump into the next picture. No harm, no foul, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm trying to see here. I'm looking at my schedule. Like, I didn't go to that panel because I didn't make it in time. Um, all right. Open up here, you little thing. Thank you. Um, I did get spend about almost two hours online to get um, my Cowboy Bebop limited edition box set autographed. Now, I got a ticket which kind of guaranteed me um, an autograph, but as they were saying, because they were doing Steve Bloom and Mary Elizabeth Glynn at the same time, along with extra pictures, if autographs if you want, pictures and all of that, it was taking a little bit longer. So, I think it was like the last 10 of us, the staffer was going to give us like the ability to jump the line for Saturday if they cut it too soon because it was kind of going into the panel that they were going to do. But I was lucky and I was able to get my autograph uh, done. And, and and I found the one page in the color art book that I was perfect for them to sign. There is one sec, there's one page where it shows Julia and Spike. So that's autographed. So I'm kind of happy about that. Um, and I also went to the cosplay ball, and as Ichigo says, it, it is otaku prom. And I think that's what they really need to to call it that from that point on. Because Zekai has had an interesting history of formals. I remember one year, it was an Irish-themed formal. We were all doing the big group dances and jigs, and I was like, this isn't the anime for- formals I'm used to, but along with it. It was okay. Um, I can kind of understand with the music, because, yeah, it's a formal, but people get bored easily, so they gotta have some slow music, and then flip it over to fast music and back and forth, so 
it's just better calling it anime prom because that's pretty much what it is like. It's like the homecoming dance of sorts and stuff like that, you know? Well, I didn't mind that the fast music was mixed in, mm-hmm. but like the slow music was all video game music. The fast music was all, you know, modern dance music. They, they actually did. They actually did have a few waltzes. They mm-hmm. actually did have yeah. a few traditional waltzes in there, but the way that the transitions went, it was so hard to read what was what. They even had like electro swing, which is something that I listen to every day. But at the same time, like, you're mixing electro swing with, like, classical um, <laughs> waltzes from, like, Beethoven with, like, Super Mario slow remix of, you know, and, and Legend of Zelda. Like, it doesn't, it's 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 almost like a kid, a 10-year-old kid you've told to put together a music mix who's been over overstimulated by video games, but you're telling them, oh, yeah, well, you also have to mix in some classical music, you know? I don't, it, uh, well, I don't know about that. I mean, I kind of liked that, you know. I liked the fact that, you know, they were taking mu- normal music that we knew, and there's, like, classical jazz slow covers you can find on YouTube, you know. So I don't mind that per se, you know. I guess, I don't know. It's all personal yeah. taste, mm-hmm. and I totally get that. Like, we can, that's the nice thing is that we are adult fans, and we can have a conversation without being dick munches. Yes. And by the way, um, we know mm-hmm. the server keeps disconnecting us. I'm keeping tabs on it. For some reason, the server keeps booting us off the network, so we're back on. We're still going. So if you miss anything, it'll be on the podcast feed. So as yours, and let's see. After that, I we went back to the room, and we had a couple of adult beverages. And then I went down to the rave. Or... The, as depending on the convention you go to, the informal dance or otaku rave or otaku dance. And I will say this. The dance, it felt more like a 90, late 90s, early 2000s style dance party where most of the music, most of your dance music came from Initial D, Beat Mania, Dance Dance Revolution, or any other 90s anime that had like fast beat music. And that was pretty cool. I liked that. And a couple of people were messaging me like, how was the rave? It was like, it kind of started off a little slow, but it kind of picked up pretty quickly. So I thought it was good. Wild Spice, how was your Friday? Wild Spice, where are you? Did, Did we lose her? It might be her headset again. Wild okay, can you hear me now? Yes. yes. yes it's because my headset has a button on the cord, and if it hits anything, yeah, anyway, sorry. Ooh. So my con was okay on Friday. I had to go. I had to work, so I came right after work, mm-hmm. and I got settled and everything. I got to run into a bunch of people I haven't seen in a while, so it was really good. The formal, I agree, was a lot of fun. I haven't done a dance at a con in I don't even know how many years. So it was a lot of fun to go and just let loose and chill. I also agree about the water. The water thing was, <laughs> that wasn't good at all because, you know, everyone's going to the table for water and there's mm-hmm. no water. So I think a cooler would have been way better in that situation, but that's, again, that was the hotel's fault. Um, you know yeah. what I think the, the biggest problem with the water was? Was that no one could physically leave the room. 
No. If people yeah, could have left the room, that wouldn't have been a problem, but they had the fire marshal limit and stuff on it. So that, yeah. that's the biggest thing. Anyway, continue. And I'll get into yeah. that in just a sec. You know, go on. That was, no, that was really it. That was All my right. Friday. I didn't really do much. I just walked around I and I saw people I haven't seen in a while. All right, because now I had spoken to one of the staffers about that. Now, the issue is if they move the formal to a bigger room, it's more money, which I get. Also, you can bring more people in. But generally, after about a half hour into the formal, it kind of dies down where, you know, you can come in and out as you please, which I get, you know. Maybe next year it gets popular to the point where, you know, they put it in a bigger room and still a lot of people come in and out and it won't be like dead dying down like in 45, 50 minutes, you know. And I would, normally I would say that, you know, I always felt that 90 minutes for a formal was too short. But after Anime Matsuri's formal, which was two and a half hours, I think 90 minutes is, is fine. It's good. Good. All right. Two and a half hours is fine if you're going to do, like, food. Mm-mm. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Two and a half hours is boring if it's just dancing. If you're going to do food and things like that, two and a half hours is fine. Yeah. Maybe even two hours. That might be cutting it close, but we'll see. Now, Saturday, I didn't even wear one of my costumes. I brought Luigi with me, but I just didn't feel like wearing it because I put Garter Belt back on. You know, because one of our, a friend of ours, also fellow podcaster, Lady Alcrea, she was supposed to do stocking, but she just wasn't feeling good. So we'll take care of that at another time. And then. I went around and took more cosplay photos, and I actually took my time this time around. Instead of, like, getting all hyper and rushing and so forth, I decided, I actually slowed down, took my time, and, like, you know, just, you know, because I realized I'm not the only cosplay photographer there. It's, it's, it's not a rush. It's not a contest. So, you just got to get what you can. So... I, I, so I just pretty much took my time in that. And then I went over to Foreign Anime Openers panel where the host of that one was talking about anime openings in different languages, which is the theme for tonight's pre-show, if you heard. And Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to share it later, but he showed us the opening, the Saudi Arabian opening for Fushigi Yugi, which really explains how the show is if you've watched it. So, and I've seen bits and pieces of Fushigi Yuki. I'm like, yeah, this in this opening really explains the series a lot better. Now, Ari, you were at that panel before I showed up, so yeah, you came up behind me when I was like, I think, or like halfway through like a Sailor Moon spree of uh, mm -hmm. openings. Yeah, and they were explaining how different, uh, like different countries did, like focused on their. Uh, <clears throat> Like what they did with their openings, like, like the Italians had a, the Italian openings had a, had a thing where they focus a lot on the, I uh, like the romance or like the, even where there isn't any or just, you know, lots of uh, costume transformations mm -hmm. or changes. And let's see, I was, that day I was also cosplaying as Dan, which I haven't done in a while. Felt good, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Cool. 
Although there was this one Ken and Ryu cos- cosplaying pair that I had seen yesterday yeah, that I, I had talked them. to recently. I told him, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to be Dan tomorrow, and I had, ch- I had already changed back into Ash by the time I found him again. Huh. Oh, well. There's always other conventions, but um, mm-hmm. later on, me and Makachan hit up the Sailor Moon uh, photo shoot, which wasn't as many people. You know, you I always... Pretty much almost every con I've gone to, the Sailor Moon photo shoot's pretty huge, but this one, not so much, but... Well, it's, it's usually on Sunday, yeah. and they did it on Saturday, and pretty I... late for anybody that, you know, needed to get ready to go to the masquerade or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a really weird time. Yeah. I... That's where I was, mm. or I would have joined you guys, too. Awesome. Yeah, sadly, um, well, Saturday, I dressed up as my newest costume, which was Ninja Mercury, which was really fun. Um, It was really cool. I love Mercury. Amy is one of my first favorite anime characters that I had growing up, and it doesn't hurt that in her first, you know, uh, origination that she was actually a cyborg. But anyway, um, when it came to Saturday, I basically had like looped myself into the idea that I was going to be spending 90% of the day at cosplay staff Mm -hmm. stuff. And I actually got really worried because I actually didn't have to go in and do my, my uh, masquerade uh, craftsmanship judging duties until one. (laughs) But for some godforsaken reason, I thought I had to be there by nine 15. That's what happens when you're an anxious potato. Um, but you're an awesome potato though. Thank you. Um, so it was a fun, but I was really sad that I missed out on a lot of stuff because I kind of ramped myself into this idea that I was going to have to be somewhere specifically all day. Next time I'm going to have a little bit better, like attention to the app. Unfortunately Mm -hmm. with the schedule system that they had, I had saved the front page thing. But with the Sketch app, sometimes you can save your schedule and other times, like, it won't load properly a lot. And I don't know if that's just my phone or if that's just the issues that I was having personally. Um, But, yeah, I I wouldn't be able to load the schedule. And so trying to check anything was hard. Um, And, yeah, that was was just technical issues on my end. That wasn't anything to do with the convention. Mm -hmm. So I got there at 9.15. The fun part was, though, is that I actually ended up going and watching... Some of I got previews. I got in previews. I was I was kind of excited. I got to go see some of the practicing going on for the actual um, skits and things like that, um, and it was kind of cool. Uh, but then I got pulled away um, to go and hang out in the cosplay judge area um, and hang out with Dizzy Lizzie, who is super awesome. She's actually one of my first cosplay kind of mentors that I looked up to growing up because she was kind of one of the first more well-known cosplayers who didn't fit the social norm Mm -hmm. for what you think of like an idol cosplayer. Um, She, yeah, she used to cosplay um, a lot um, of dance games and things like that that were really awesome. Fifth fifth Mix Emmy. Yeah, it was amazing. So I kind of grew up watching her. And so being able to actually finally work with her, it was really awesome. She made it super smooth. Um, 
And I actually got to make a new friend, Stevie Stitches. Super adorable, most adorable cosplayer ever. You need to go check out her page. She is super awesome and super sweet. Um, we were the ninjas of the day. It was awesome. And then Lady Altara, who's been a longtime friend of mine, um, was a judge too. So it was really nice to be able to spend time with new friends, spend time with old friends, and in general, get to experience something that I've been looking forward to for a long time in my costuming career. Um, it is a little hard to kind of get your foot in the door as far as judging goes or as far as kind of getting that street cred of being a craftsman. I know that you guys kind of know me for my quality of costumes and stuff like that, um, but a lot of it now is all about, like, the LEDs, the armor building, and stuff like that. Um, so it's a little hard to kind of break into that. Um, but it was a lot of fun. I ended up, I think I was wrapped up in judging stuff from mm -hmm. about 1 until 3, and then we went and got food. Yeah. And then came back, and from, like, 4.30 until... Eight or so, mm -hmm. it was again more masquerade stuff. See, um, once they do the skits and the walk ons, and all of that, I'm out. That's it. I will not stick around and record the winners because by the time I get the video footage up, everybody knows who already won, so that's okay. Yeah, so, mm -hmm. um, I was I was kind of happy that I haven't seen myself on video because I always get like really self conscious. So like I've been watching the I am a weird internet stalker. I will rewatch all the videos and stuff oh, that I may stop or may not have been part of, and so I get really shy. But it was really cool. Um, it was really awkward though because I ended up being uh, one of the judges that announced stuff. Which was fine. Like, I'm okay. Like, you put me on the spot. I'm going to be really good at confidence and stuff. That, that, yeah. It you go. That's good. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But, so, uh, but yeah. So, that was my that was my, my Saturday. Cool. Like I said, my Saturday was on the other side recording the masquerade. And this was good. Zangaka's masquerade put more faith in skits and performances for me because the last two cons, last couple of cons I did, it was mostly walk-ons and four or five skits. This time around, there was a lot more skits and the walk-ons were much later. I didn't like the fact that a couple of the skits you had to use microphones. My thing is, if you're going to get up on stage and sing, go to karaoke. Now, if you're going to get up record your audio! If you're going to get up there it. and sing and do a dance routine... All right, I, I, I can see that. That's fine. But if you're just going to sit up there and sing like, like American Idol, go to the karaoke. That's where you belong, not here. All right. So, and uh, before we continue, because um, Wild Spice does have to go soon, so we want to hear her Saturday real quick. So go. Thanks. Okay, so mm -hmm. my Saturday was pretty good. Um, I had five shoots on Saturday. So I did, we did five, five different cosplay shoots. Varying in length, because I do half-hour and hour-long shoots, so it was nice. I'm glad I did it the way I did this year, because last year I booked eight shoots back-to-back -back with no break. Mm -hmm. This time I actually had a break in between some of them, so that was really helpful. I was also able to, again, see people I haven't seen in a while. I got to sit and just chat with one of my friends who's local that I never met at a con in person before, Whoops. so her and I sat for a while. And we chilled and just chatted it up and just talked to other people who were sitting in the lobby, just socializing. So that was a lot of fun, too, because I don't usually do that at conventions. I'm usually all about just being with people I know and just hanging out with people I usually hang out with. So I've lately been trying to go more out of my comfort zone and do things I wouldn't normally do. So 
that was a huge plus. I'm really bummed I missed the masquerade because I was shooting. I really wanted to see it. I heard nothing but good things about it. Mm -hmm. And then Saturday night we had room fun times and I passed out. I don't know how I passed out though, because everyone was really loud, but (laughs) you get that from me. So don't worry. We'll, we'll increase your, your booze intake, your stamina to stay up later. It'll happen. All right. Well, I'm going to bounce, guys. So thanks for having me again. All right. (laughs) We'll see you next time. Night-night. See you later. (laughs) All right. So who didn't talk about their Saturday? Me. All right. Mako, the floor is yours. Um, I didn't do any panels. I did uh, some cosplay. Um, Started out with uh, Miss Kobayashi. Choo-choo, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was a new cosplay. And then switched over to a punk delinquent Luna. Uh, which I need to continue working on. Um, I've been uh, basically evolving this cosplay for a while now. And then switched over to uh, Silent Bob. Which was kind of cool. And then drank and then went to the dance for like a half hour. And I don't know why it ended so early, which kind of sucked. I know, right? And I'm just trying to speed this up because everybody has work early. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was Saturday. Uh, and Sunday was pretty much the norm for us. Like, go around. We did some cosplayer interviews. Special thanks to Ichigo for helping me out with that. Um, it was super fun! The main thing that uh, me and Ari did, we went to the Cosplay Pro Wrestling um, event, which was pretty cool. Oh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. I think they're going to be an anime next, so we got we got to have our Big Ash and Brockamori with the Pokemon Tag Team Championship belts. We, we got to have that ready for that. And possibly get a picture with that, uh, Heartbreak Sylveon and or CM Pikachu. Yeah, and the fact that we saw Uncle Yell give give Giovanni the heave ho, you know, that was uh, that was pretty cool. I'm like, uh, I saw Uncle Yell like, oh my god, he's not actually getting in the match, is he? Because he's not a wrestler. I'm thinking, but then he's like on the apron, I'm like, oh god, he's going to be involved in the finish, isn't he? And you, and if you think about it, his finisher was a lot better than half the shit that WWE's been put, churning out lately. <laughs> Talking about his finisher makes me sad, though, because it's Uncle Yo's last year at Zenkai Con. It is? For a little while, at least. He said he's getting out of the con circuit, at least for the next two years, so... Aww. No more Uncle Yo for the next two years. Sad, sad. But I'm glad that you guys got to see him in all his uh, wrestling glory. Yep. <laughs> he's a funny guy. Mm-hmm. And then, are right, you had to leave early for... Uh... For the pay-per-view, right? Well, yeah, I had to. I left, you know, after the uh, wrestling, and because you know, I wanted to get home and decompress and get everything packed up. Because I, because you know, like I said, I would still have to get like, get home and like, get up early the next mm-hmm. day. And I took the uh, ba- well, mostly back roads through uh, pe- through Pennsylvania Dutch country, and it was actually really nice. Mm-hmm. Kind of scenic. I, remember, I passed by Dutch Wonderland, which is a 
amusement park I was at when I was, I think, three years old, but I don't remember anything before that. Like, I, I barely remember anything from my high school days and before. Okay, we got you on that. All right. But usually coming down, me and Mako generally pass it, so... Yeah, so I don't need to pay an additional $12 to use the Pennsylvania Turnpike again. Gotcha. All right. Uh, th that's basically the long and short of our Zenkai Con. I, I, I will say this. The con itself, the staffers are like a family. They do look out for each other. Um, there was some issues with a supposed con stat with a, with a con goer. Far as I know, that's been taken care of. Um, and we'll just leave it at that. Zenkai Con is that type of con where it it does feel kind of packed, but at the same time, it's not. It's big but yet small, small but yet big. You will always, you'll run into the, some of the same people, and you'll always see a lot of new people there. And the fact that it's a, definitely a throwback because a lot of older, earlier conventions, when you would leave the hotel or the convention center, there's food places right there. Not Some cons, it's like, yeah, you got to schlep or order delivery. The fact that we had a couple of places open to 2 a.m. for food and opened up and extended their hours was pretty cool. So outside the hotel, you could find food within one block radius. Zenkai's a bit of like a Gen Con of sorts where I'm saying you got anime, sci-fi, fantasy, comic, and movie cosplay. So hey, overall, if you're looking for a change of pace in conventions, Zenkai is, is a place to be. And it seems I have people from the New England area who are interested in going next year because, yeah, next year's dates. Does anybody remember what next year's dates are? May 4th through the 6th or... May me... the 4th be with you. Mm -hmm. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Oh, God. Yes, next year's Zenkai Con is May 4th to the 6th, so... Hey! May the 4th be with you. Do you think that space might be the theme? Well, I do know one of my friends, she wants to do Ray, and she's kind of dragging along to be her Finn, so that's most likely will happen next year. And I'm hey. probably... And if I can... And I'm probably going to do another Star Wars-themed Jedi cosplay. I'm thinking Ron Solo and get someone as Genbaka the Wookiee. Oh. <laughs> I mean, come on. That would be kind of fun. Someone in a panda suit wearing a bandolier holding a sign that says Roar. <laughs> well, I'm not going to be there with my Baka hammer next year, unfortunately. So you're safe for now. Bless. Bless. Okay, now that we got that out the way, as always, we love the con. It's definitely worth going back next year. And granted, this year, it was interesting. You had four events going on that same weekend. You had the Soccer Matsuri in Brooklyn. You had Castle Point Anime Convention in North Jersey. You had East Coast Comic Con in Mid-North Jersey, Secaucus. And then you had Zenkai Khan out in Lancaster. There was a time where Congo Khan heads were kind of 
spread themselves out so that everyone gets a fair chance. Now with so many conventions, it's every con goer for con for themselves, you know. So yeah, it is what it is. But for me, I will always do Zenkai because I have a love for it. I have a passion for it. It's one of those. It's that con I will always say. You know, if you want to have a good fun time, good experience, hit this convention up. It's it's worth the trip out there. Now we're gonna go ahead and open the Skype line. So if you have any questions for us about Zenkai Con, you can give us a buzz at Anime Jam Session on Skype. All calls are cut to two minutes due to time. And while we got that up and running, um, let me make a slight adjustment here with the music. We're going to get into strange news from Japan. And Mako-chan is kind of wishing she was there with us last week when she broke every single one of us. Yeah, that's kind of cool. But it was a public bathroom! (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah. Alright. Let's get into strange news from Japan. I will take the first one. I'll take the second one. And I just realized our one of our sources that we get news from renamed themselves from Japan News 24 to Sora News 24. Okay. Fair enough. Um... A Japanese theme park is now offering you the ability to fight fake thugs so you can beat them up to impress your girlfriend. Though it's been in business for over 100 years, most people say that this park called Hirakata Park in Osaka is one of Japan's second-tier amusement parks. It can't boast the stationally recognizable anime characters of Tokyo Disneyland, or the Wizarding World of Universal Studios Japan, or the Hello Kitty uh, theme of Sanrio's Puro Land. Hold on. But what Hero Kind of Park can do is make you feel and look like a hero. Starting next week, the park will be offering a chance to participate in what's called New Style Flash Mobs, where you play out a scene that starts when park employees suddenly approach you and start a scenario. That's kind of cool. For example, you and your girlfriend could be strolling through the park on a wonderful date and some Yankee-style thugs roll up and try to snatch her away. And you can just fight back. That's pretty cool. And there is a video on the site that kind of shows it going through, which is kind of interesting. I I don't know if I would want to do this, because I don't hold back punches, so... That and the whole disingenuity of the whole thing. Yeah. That's setting you up for failure in the future, brah. Yeah. Yeah. The Flash Mob service is being offered on weekends in May and June starting at 1pm. You don't have to pay extra, but would be heroes have to apply for a time slot to do this. Now, while the flash mob scenarios are designed to let you feel like a hero, or another example, a body swapping option like in the anime Your Name, the whole thing is presented in a very tongue-in-cheek manner, right down to the exaggerated delivery as shown in, in the video on their site when they give you an example. Rather than a legitimate deception, the whole thing is intended to be a fun and funny surprise. The Hirakata 
part recommends keeping the plan a secret from your date, friends, or family that you're going to the park with. The fact that the performance is public, thus other guests can watch your story unfold, means you yourself get to do a bit of acting. That, if that sounds like more fun than waiting in a roller co- line for a roller coaster, the application for the flash mobs are available on their site. Now, the fact that they're advertising this and you're taking your significant other to this park, she's probably going to know what you're planning. <laughs> so you might have to take her a few times before you actually pull this off. Yeah, this this sounds really stupid. Here you go. Why don't you grab this next one? This sounds like something right up your alley. Speaking of stupid, yes. If y'all know the Japanese uh, concert going scene, especially for idols, this article's for you. (laughs) Japanese concert goer sues idol group because dancing otaku ruined the show for him. A high court handed down a ruling in three-year legal disputes stemming from different attitudes between hardcore idol singer fans. Personal opinion on their overall quality aside, you have to admit that Japanese idol singers put a lot of thought into their choreography. And actually, if you look over the crowd that's at an idol concert, at least in Japan anyway... You're likely to see a lot of coordinated dancing, too. A phenomenon that's been dubbed otage, or otaku dancing. When I went to the Aquars uh, concert, you know, that they, that they were playing, there were people there doing otaku dancing. Didn't bother me none. Making extensive use of glow sticks, wildly flailing tube band arm motions, and precisely shouted cheers um, and basically chants. Otage is an exuberant way for idol fans to show their passionate support for their favorite performers. Groups of fans will often band together and synchronize their moves, as some did during a January 2014 concert in Kobe by local idol group K.O. Beris. As a highly esoteric form of dance, otage doesn't really enjoy mainstream popularity in Japan, but it turns out that otage isn't universally loved among otaku either. As one man at the concert became so upset about the noisy otage dancers at the venue that he decided to sue K.O. Beris itself, as well as the concert sponsor Radio Kanzai. Because that'll get you somewhere. The unnamed plaintiff asserted that the otage dancers made such a racket that he could not hear K.O. Betty's singing, Mm. and that the event organizers were negligent in not removing the otage enthusiast from the venue. In his lawsuit, he asked for 1 million yen, or approximately $9,000 U.S. in damages, or alternatively, for K.O. Betty's to perform another concert. A ticket to which he would ostentatiously be provided... With some then members of K.O. Betty's having since left the group, an exact recreation of the concert would no longer be possible. Mm. While 1 million yen may sound like a staggering amount of financial compensation, it's worth noting that some idol fans spend huge sums of money purchasing their favorite group's CDs, merchandise, and tickets, I guess, in order to win concert tickets, like a chance like a lottery, uh, that aren't directly offered for purchase, although it's unclear whether or not this was the case of the January 2014 performance. Mm. The lawsuit was initially dismissed by a local court for its complete lack of... I mean, uh, never mind. 
But the plaintiff then filed for an appeal with the Osaka High Court. However, on the 27th of April, more than three years after the concert took place, the High Court rejected the appeal. And in his official statement, the presiding judge, Atsushi Tanaka, decreed, There are many ways of appreciating music, including the one displayed by those who think that shouting or cheering creates an exciting and joyous atmosphere. And that therefore the concert organizers were under no obligation to remove the Otaiga dancers, as the event rules made no mentions of such actions being prohibited. And with that, there's now a legal precedent in Japan that idol music isn't just about the music. Yeah. Um, yeah, as far as this kind of thing goes, if you've been an idol fan, which this guy seems like he's more of a casual fan, Otage is kind of uh, uh, not a requirement per se. But it's pretty damn done at pretty damn every concert. Um, it's even done at some maid cafes. So if you don't, like, if you've never seen it, you're either been in a closet or you're just angry because you couldn't see your waifu. Like, sorry, brah. Not sorry. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you if that's going to be an issue, you better find a, a decent seat where it doesn't bother you, but... So what it comes it's called with, yeah. you get the video and you watch that at your home because yep. if you don't like interacting with other people, you shouldn't be going to concerts. Mm-hmm. All right, who wants to take the next one? I'll take it. All right. A Japanese man's wife keeps finding his porn stashes and sends him anime illustrations in response. In Japan, there's a social phenomenon called Tenshin Funin, literally solo posting, in which a married person, almost always a man, lives separately from his family for an extended period of time because of his job. While it might seem like unthinkable in many societies, uprooting the entire family and moving to a new town can often be extremely problematic in Japan. Houses are exorbitantly expensive, and even renting an apartment often requires thousands of dollars worth of fees to be paid up front. Schools often have proprietary entrance exams, and so transferring a kid to a new educational institution is no easy matter either. And to top it all off, some large Japanese corporations periodically transfer employees to new offices just to shake things up. So even if the family does follow the husband to his new position, they might have to do it all over again in just a year or two. So often the wife and children stay in the family's permanent home while the husband moves into a one-person apartment or dormitory often paid for at least partially by the company. That's that's the situation Japanese Twitter user <clears throat> Terajun6966 currently finds himself in. And being away from home obviously means he's not in a position to help out with the housework. So he recently asked his wife to clean up his private use room in their home, but while looking at a man's desk, his wife found more than just dust bunnies. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> He received a photo from his wife in which can be seen a skillful illustration she drew. Also visible, a schoolgirl-themed porno DVD from an adult, adult video distributor, as well as for another cosplayers in the environment, Soft On Demand. While it looks like he's more into the aesthetics than the actual teenage girls, <clears throat> because the, one, the cover makes no bones about this sexy content as it, pr- as it promises jiggly boobs. And um, that's a quote. It's a found it under this your desk. I'll crack it in half and throw it away for you. Oh. And uh, <clears throat> there was a similar incident in 2012 where White discovered a flash memory drive filled with erotic CG images hidden in one of his shirts. And then it said, "I was shaking out the laundry and this fell out of your dress shirts." I guess they don't really mind. Yeah, I guess. 
In light of this, it seems that the man either has a terrible memory or given the fact that she keeps going to, going to the trouble to draw anime-style illustrations to accompany her chidings, that he and his wife have some sort of understanding about his penchant for pornography. Wow. Well, let me say this. Just about every single guy has porn. <laughs> has a stash. It's a given. Sorry, but half the women out there have them, too. Yup. And we'll just... It's what the internet is for, after all. Uh-huh. All right. Marco. Uh, yes. So, um, I'm going to guess a bunch of people have heard about Grape-kun by now. It's a penguin in the Tobu Zoo in the Saitama Prefecture. And, uh, what has been making this little penguin go viral is that uh, the zoo that he is in is doing some sort of anime uh, crossover thing. Kimono and Friends. It's actually yes. a zoo-based anime. So. so most of the exhibits have a character cut out somewhere in the exhibit. Um, and they're either dressed like the animals in the exhibit or, you know, just dressed cutely. Well, in Grape Kun's exhibit is a cutout of Hululu. Um, what makes this so interesting is that this 20-year-old penguin is falling in love with this cutout. Oh, how he precious. got it bad. Um... So the zoo has about 60 cutouts throughout the park. And the one that is in the penguin exhibit, uh, Grape Kun basically... And it looks like we're golden. Okay. And I know someone's out there, well, this wouldn't happen if you're using a Mac. Let me tell you something. I could run the same hardware on a Mac and the same problems would still happen. So... I'm not sure what all that we have and don't have, but I will take care of it in the end. What's missing, nothing I can really do about it, but we're at that point where we're going to take our last break and wrap shit up. <sighs> Why am I not surprised that this is happening tonight of all nights? To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on VogNetwork.com, use the passphrase, humor. I mean, really, I am not surprised at all. So, yeah. Ugh, stupid cable. I'm going to have to replace that, too. Or the microphone. I don't know. And Anywho, we'll be back.
Hey everyone, Dijon Mess here. Um, the outro is a little bit different right now because we had some technical difficulties on tonight's show where pretty much Winamp crashed, Audition crashed. It was it was a bit of a clusterfuck. So I'm going to wrap things up for y'all so we can get out of here and all that good stuff. So I just want you to know, if you like what you heard, tell a friend, they and so forth. We'll tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So if you have any questions about the show... Let us know at podcast at animejamsession.com. That's podcast at animejamsession.com. If you're wondering what's up, because we're here to believe you. Check out our website at animejamsession.com, where we post our, our convention uh, reviews, links to our photos and videos, cosplay tutorials, 
our own personal editorials about various topics that affect us all, and our weekly podcast and anime reviews. And also, you can find our podcast every week on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry Groove, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and the VOG Network forums. You can check out our YouTube page at youtube.com slash TV, where we post all of our convention videos, our cosplay videos, and so much more. Um, I just found a bunch of videos that have not been published. They've just been posted, so swing by and check them out. You can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash session. That's where we post updates to our site, our Facebook page, information about what's going on, conventions we're going to, and so forth. Definitely want to check that out. Our Facebook, our Facebook is facebook.com slash session. That's where we post links to all of our cosplay videos, anime reviews, convention reviews, photos, videos, you name it. And I just want to say to everybody who follows us on our social media sites, thank you so much for your love and support. As long as you continue to like, love, and follow our stuff, we'll bring you more content. And don't forget, we're here on the Vlog Network twice a week live, Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern with an encore presentation Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. But we're not the only geek-centric podcast on this network, so you definitely want to check out these other shows, such as the Star Wars Power Coupling Podcast, The Geek Card, Bobby Blackwolf Show, Orange Knowledge Radio, Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, Electric Sisterhood, Girls Gone Wild, Ranger Pride, and Game Boy. Uh, normally we'd have last words, and my last words were I'm just going to wrap things up, uh, finish stuff around here, finish unpacking, and kind of get ready with the week. Um, we're going to close on out of here with Great Fight, Great Night. And on behalf of Mako-chan, Ari, Ichigo, and Wild Spice, thank you so much for listening to us. Thank you so much for following us. And we'll see you with a brand new episode next Tuesday. John. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol-whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressed on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!